0: I wonder if the market's changing.
1: Well, I really believe it is changing. Do you? Yes, I do. I am seeing more price reductions than I've seen all year. Wow. Yeah. Do you know almost as many houses come on the market every day? There's, you know, like in the last 24 hours, there's been 69 houses that have come on the market. And there's been 52 houses that have had a price reduction.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you remember
1: where, um, just maybe less than a year ago, you'd look to see if there were any price reductions and maybe there was one or two? Uh Uh-huh. And then there were always price increases, right?
0: Well, and we're seeing fewer and fewer um, multiple offers.
1: Way fewer.
0: Yeah, sometimes we had 10 or 15 multiple offers. And now if we have a multiple offer, there's like two or three.
1: Well, an an agent in my office told me that he had four multiple offers, the seller countered all four, and guess what happened? What? All the buyers walked.
0: Wow. Not
1: one buyer came back on the multiple offer. He lost all the offers.
0: And I'm noticing that that homes are staying on the market longer.
1: They are. Days are up quite a bit. it had been down to about 32 days, and now we're seeing 52 days in some some areas, 52, 58 days.
0: Wow! The other day I was talking with one of my sellers, and uh, I just for fun I pulled up the interactive map on the multiple listing service, uh-huh. and I looked at all the houses that had gone pending that are like his in um, <clears throat> in the last two weeks. How many? One.
1: Only one had gone pending? Only
0: one. Wow.
1: <coughs> Why do you think there's been a shift?
0: Well, um, maybe it's time for a shift. I understand that shifts are cyclical. They happen about every seven years. We're way overdue for um, a good shift. Um, I think that there's been a lot of buyer fatigue. I do buyers too. Are, buyers are, are tired of... Of what's going on with the market, and they're saying we're just going to wait for some other day. I think that um, the the interest rates creeping up a little bit might have a little bit to do with it. I understand that our one of our lenders um, wrote their first six percent loan.
1: Wow, you know, and I also think that sellers were behind. I think that they had more confidence in the market. And weren't um, giving, being given the notice that the market was changing and were overpricing their homes.
0: Yeah, they were over, they were overconfident, thinking that the market was con- con- continuing to rise. Yeah. I think the politics uh, has something to do with it, too. I think people are kind of wanting to wait and see what's going to be happening a little bit with, with uh, politics.
1: I'm worried, though, about people waiting, both in selling and in purchasing. I'm really concerned that with our economy, our Fresno economy, the way it is, that a lot of people, if interest rates go seven, seven and a half, are going to be priced out of the market.
0: Yes, at least priced out of the of the market that they're interested in. in. They may have to settle for a house that's a lot less expensive.
1: Yeah, but you know, Brian, those less expensive houses are becoming fewer and fewer and there is more competition on them. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm noticing is that rent is increasing. Yes. You know, um when you can can uh as a landlord, uh you're told that section 8 will give you 920 for a two bedroom one bath. That that that's gone up.
0: Yep, and um, this underscores the fact that the shortage of homes in California has not gone away, which is kind of an irony in this. You would think that if the um, <clears throat> the home shortage was a profound, significant feature, that prices would in our area would go up significantly.
1: You would think, hey, do you remember that show we watched uh, the other night um, about international real estate? And it was about townships in England, yes, and they were going into areas that had almost become abandoned uh-huh. and the townships were going in and revitalizing the homes and then selling the homes um at a at at a reasonable rate to get new people back into or really it was some of the old people who grew up in that area back into those homes.
0: Right. Um are you thinking about the the flats in London? Yeah. Uh, on the outskirts of London?
1: In the outskirts of London. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I I was intrigued by that also.
1: 650,000 homes? Yes. Were were abandoned or um uh, unoccupied. That's a huge amount of homes.
0: And um, that is a huge amount of homes. I don't see that happening so much in our area but I'm uh you know we're watching what's going on very very carefully because you know there's a shift going on in the market.
1: There is and I think that as realtors we need to be making sure that we're telling people that if they're considering buying a home or selling a home that now would be a good time to do that.
0: Well let's let's uh, switch gears then and let's talk about what real estate agents need to do in a shifting market okay so first of all my name is brian martin
1: and my name is jennifer Martin,
0: and you're listening to a program called real estate love it's our intention to strengthen the home and the business of our realtor friends and affiliates and there are uh, 1.3 million realtors that doesn't include real estate agents that are not in part on, in uh, members of the National Association of Realtors. But there's 1.3 million of uh, realtors that need help. Most real estate agents have a difficult time with their business and it affects their home life. And so what Jennifer and I want to do with our years and years of experience in counseling and and in real estate and 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 other areas of life business it's our intention and our desire to help strengthen the home and the business of our realtor friends and our affiliates as well and so today we're talking about how to adjust to a shifting market and we're going to we're going to uh, try to pop off five or six points here that will help you in in adjusting to a changing market what's the first thing that agents need to do
1: have a really positive mindset
0: what do you mean by that
1: well i i think it's easy when you hear that something's shifting to become panicky or anxious or worried and i think that in a shifting marketplace there is no time for panic or worry i think you have to believe that you have the skills tools talents and gifts is that right yeah that tools are... i said that yeah so anyway um the, to move forward and i think that you have to look at each day as an opportunity to help someone
0: okay so the first thing is to have a, 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 a control your mindset and i like the word control. And here, let's just go ahead and uh, state some facts. People are still selling houses.
1: Absolutely. People
0: are still buying houses.
1: Absolutely.
0: People still need houses.
1: Absolutely.
0: So there's a market out there.
1: There is a market out there. It's just
0: a little bit different, and we just need to make some adjustments.
1: And believe it or not, there are people out there who have no idea how to buy a house and want one.
0: It's unbelievable how they have no idea about the process. That's why they need us. That's right. And there's a lot of them. There's more out there. Now, here's, here's another thing for, that, I, that I want our, uh, our friends to listen to. And that is some realtors, some real estate agents are going to leave the business during this time because they're going to think that it's too difficult.
1: And real estate is difficult.
0: It always has been and always will be. Uh, challenging um, that's why we do this is to help people control their stress about their business That's right. so but yes so so some people are going to be leaving which means that there, there's more there's more opportunity for agents to stay so that's another tweaking of the mindset that needs to happen that's right so mindset is huge we have an, uh, people will always be needing homes and there is an abundance of homes that are available well, in our in our mindset, right. in our, our mindset, we have an abundance mindset. So that's <coughs> number one. Control your mindset. We you still have a business because people are still buying and selling homes.
1: Well, and in this shifting market, you really need to if you, if you haven't been in real estate a long time, you need to get close to somebody who has, because in a shifting uh, market you need uh, their gifts, tools, talents, and skills. Because in a shifting market, you have to start pulling things out of your bag that maybe aren't in your bag. So such as understanding how seller financing may work, or understanding how an FHA assumable loan might work, Um, understanding that there are other ways that uh, people can purchase homes And you can help them buy and sell.
0: The second thing then the agents need to do is that they need to have a learning mindset.
1: Absolutely. They
0: need to, to control the things that they learn, what they're taking in. And so they need to seek out individuals or groups that can support them and teach them some of the tricks and some of the tools of the trade that they've never been exposed to before. That's right. All right. Cool. All right. So um, that's control your mindset about the business. Control your mindset about being learning based, and and not don't be a solo agent. Um, get get people around you who've had right. some experience that can share with you their wisdom in dealing with this. All right. Well, how do how do let's go back to that. How do they, how do people do that? If you're a solo agent, and how do you find somebody that can. Um, support you and encourage you.
1: Well, I think one of the underused uh, benefits is our uh, Fresno Association of Realtors. Uh And there's a meeting there every Tuesday. Uh And I think agents uh, need to be attending that. First, because they learn there. And second, because they network there. And I think that for me, the years and years and years Uh, Being a part of the Fresno Association of Realtors has created relationships with people. Some of them I haven't even met, but I know their name. They know my name. We've done transactions together. And that I feel free to call and say, hey, tell me about your business. And it's through networking that I'm able to uh, find out what's happening in the market. I also believe that you can meet appraisers. And appraisers have great, valuable insight into what's happening in the housing market.
0: All right, so I could just call up an appraiser and pick their mind.
1: If you have a good relationship with them, yes. So sometimes appraisers are, um, they're kind of solo people too most of the time, Uh you know. And so I have found, and I make it a point to tell the agents at our office, that if an uh, appraiser calls you, you always answer and you give them the information they need. And in doing so it creates a good relationship and rapport and at the same time you can say, Hey, what are you seeing in the market? Yeah. You know, so you come from contribution by giving them the information they need
0: uh-huh. and
1: then you can ask a question back.
0: So well, another thing that agents can do is they can get coaching. Either coaching from, um, they can pay for coaching, which is something that we highly recommend agents do. And this would be a great time to do that. Or find a, an older, a more not older, but a more experienced agent who's willing to sit down and have coffee with you on a regular basis and talk about your business and things that are happening in the market.
1: That's right. Our, we're, we're fortunate we have a productivity coaching program at our office. And I have to tell you, the agents who plug into that and literally plug into it, uh, attend the classes, uh, ask the questions, do the homework, those are the agents that we're seeing are getting into productivity immediately. And that's so important.
0: Super. All right. So, what's next on it? You know, I was thinking that. <clears throat> What, uh, what we need to do is to make sure that we're practicing good uh, business skills in particular the activities that are necessary to generate business so lead generation activities now um, we, we like to see our agents lead generating at least two hours a day where they're actively talking to people on the phone knocking on doors um, interacting having some kind of a, a program where they're um, they're prospecting uh, on social media or all kinds of things. So what do you? Th- what are your thoughts about uh, lead generation during this time?
1: Well, I think you, you might have to do more. So in a shifting market, oftentimes the activities that you have been de- doing aren't going to net you the same results. And so you have to step it up a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend then for the agent who is, you know, kind of wishy-washy about prospecting anyway, but and now you're asking them to step it up a little bit, so what would you tell them?
1: Well, I think I would tell them to take opportunity um, to sit any and every open house. And you know, Brian, open houses don't have to just be on Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. A lot of agents have built their business from having an open house every weekday. Uh-huh and so I would say that I also spoke with an agent yesterday who said that uh, she goes to the same grocery store and um, which probably we all do right we probably all shop at a regular store for us and she said that um, she and the checker had become acquainted by just every time she comes in and she said to him hey I sell real estate and he said, Hey, I need to buy a house and it was just that easy. And so they're gonna be getting together to see what he what he qualifies, send him to a lender to get qualified and um to move forward with his need for a home. And the interesting thing is she said it just it it was so easy. I just said, Hey, I sell houses and and his response was, And I want one.
0: All right, so um, step up your lead generation, which means taking control, I like the word control by the way, taking control of your thoughts about your lead generation and realize that wherever you go and whoever you're with, you are the real estate expert. So that means wherever you go in the community, you make sure you take your business cards with you, you wear your badge, identifying you as a realtor, and you engage people in the natural conversation about real estate. But more than that, people need to make sure that they're doing their daily practice of being on the phone or on uh, at knocking on doors or whatever their favorite um, lead generation uh, technique is, but to do it consistently and do it more. So if you're doing it for two hours, go ahead and add another half hour or another hour to your lead generation so that you can help compensate for the shifting market. And then uh, I love your idea about open houses. Is there, there's just fat, a lot of people have developed fabulous business just by doing open houses.
1: They really have. And it's a good, it's a, it's a safe place for, when I say safe place, a lot of people are uncomfortable knocking on doors or making phone calls. So by having someone come in to the open house, it's an easy conversation to have. The important thing is to know what to say when somebody comes in, right? Right. And and I think that's a struggle for a lot of agents. They don't have a script or they don't know how to engage uh, the person in in finding out what their needs, wants, and desires are. All right,
0: so let's make that number four then. And that is to engage in script practice. Making sure that you know what to say and when to say it and have the right objection handlers so that they're second nature for you. So that means um, on our team we have script practice every day, uh, Monday through Friday, unless there's some kind of a special meeting or something like that. And uh, we script practice for 25 minutes and going over our different scripts for different occasions and talking about um, uh, objection handlers for dealing with people. So right now, if there's a little bit of resistance among buyers or among sellers, we need to know how to answer their questions.
1: We do. We do. You know, I think one of the best uh, people I ever knew who to do open houses was Jack Chamberlain. Uh-huh. And Jack sold, um, I believe he figured out that between 75 and 80% of all of the open houses he sat he sold himself. Wow. So he had a high number and I truly believe it was because of one question and and I hope I phrase it correctly, one question that he would ask everyone as they were walking through the house. And that one question was, "How can I help you get into this home today?" So
0: that's a script that he just um Embedded and used over and over again and accounts for uh, his tremendous success in the business.
1: It really does. People would actually walk out. I I would be at open houses with him. People would walk out, get almost to their car, and turn back around and come in and talk to him. And in no time at all, Jack had him in a home. Wow. Yeah.
0: And that was through all different kinds of markets, up markets, down markets, when their interest rate was 18% and um, any kind of market you can imagine, he did it during that market also. That's right. Right. All right, well, that's, that's pretty good. We, I think we covered four topics about controlling our mindset, and then we talked about controlling and being learning-based and making sure we're connecting with people. Then we talked about lead generation, and then uh, how important we need to continue to do that and step that up. And then we also talked about making sure that we were doing scripts and script practices so that we can help buyers and sellers overcome their objections and and help them buy and sell the homes that they need and invest in property also
1: it was fantastic i'm glad we had this time i
0: am too all right that's it for today i'm brian martin
1: and i'm jennifer martin
0: and you've been listening to real estate love where it is our desire our intention to help strengthen the home and build the business of real estate agents and our affiliates across the nation. God bless you. Have a great day, and we look forward to talking with you next time. Bye-bye.